And you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. We've come into the second hour of our show. It is 8.05 a.m. Monday, the 20th of February. I'm looking out the window here and I'm seeing a beautiful, high-pressure system, nice and sunny. I think you said it was going to get, what, 28, 29 today? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's, it's a beautiful... Be Blue sky, isn't it, Grandpa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice and blue. Blue, like blue. the color of your eyes, <laughs> like the color of my eyes. Uh, not mine. Not yours, unfortunately. Blue, like the color of the crochet project that I'm working on. Uh huh. Blue is such a beautiful color. Isn't it's it, such a powerful, amazing color. <laughs> I'm looking actually at a, a stack of text messages here that have come up in blue. Lots of people getting the answer to the quiz. Right. Ooh, good Shout out. We've got we've got a bunch of them here. Shout out Brayden, Janelle, Karen, Suzanne. Uh, we've got Freco as well, Kathleen. We've got Raphael. Oh, unfortunately, Wayne, not quite correct there. But all of those people getting it right. Many more text messages coming through with correct answers, but they need another clue for the quiz. Before I read the quiz clue, I am going to hit you with some of the recipes that are coming out of the Revive Cafe Cookbooks 1 and 2, the uh, double set of books that you can win if you get the, uh, the the prize draw at the end of the week. So they have stuff in here like Moroccan chickpea, CD slaw, classic Greek salad, sweet chili roast veggies. We'll forgive them for putting in mushroom risotto salad, but they also have balsamic lentil and roasted beetroot salad, Italian chickpeas, duca roasted potatoes, sweet bean medley... My mouth is filling with saliva right now. Thai green curry, <laughs> veggies, <laughs> corn and pepper fiesta, chewy Indonesian rice. That I particularly like the sound of that one. I love chewy stuff. Mm. Uh, Thai satay kumera noodles, honey mustard roasted potatoes, Moroccan leek rice, and almond carrot crunch. Is anyone else just <sighs> salivating right now? Dude, I could eat chewy Indonesian rice with a bunch of my Indonesian friends. Salamat pagi to all my Indonesian friends. Oh, look at you Dude. go. Oh, Indonesian food is the best. Uh-huh. So good. Yeah. But, of course, you can win the ability to cook yeah. yourself Indonesian food <laughs> can, can by getting into the drawer yeah. and so answering answer this, this clue. Quiz. Okay, so what am I? This is our fourth clue, so it's worth uh, 200, points. 200 points. It goes like this. What am I? This was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Man, everything's making me hungry this morning. Now, unfortunately, Even this quiz. <laughs> unfortunately, that is not in the Revive Cafe cookbook. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not, not in the ones we're giving away, at least. So this was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you think you know the answer, do you know the answer, Grandpa? Don't say it. Yes. You, you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know you would. Confirmed, confirmed. <clears throat> All right, we've got some text messages here. Firstly, uh, texting in ET. You do know that the Bible teaches about other worlds being created by God. Yes, it does. So in reality, ET actually exists, but not the ugly beings that we see in movies like Star Trek. <laughs> okay? Uh, unfortunately, the ones that actually visit us are demons impersonating extraterrestrials and humans to trick us into one of many lies which they originally gave Mm. on the news there has been much about ufos and the possibility of a future invasion that will unite the world one of the many demonic plants wow heavy stuff of course people are talking a lot about chinese spy balloons lately and now because there's heightened looking towards the stars then they're like oh are these chinese spy balloons or are these actually ufos oh 
Oh, that's a good, I didn't think of that angle. Maybe the radio signals are just picking up the Chinese. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's actually Radio One Asia. That's <laughs> like, oh, whoops. Like, anyways, you're listening to the Breakfast Show. That's what. That's my line whenever I say something uncomfortable. Is, yeah, you're listening to the Breakfast Show. I have another text message here from Brayden. Haha, <laughs> proud of you, Mon. Small steps. Next steps is to try the small ones. People can change for the better. So listen, listen, Brayden, I've eaten them all in the past and it's never going to happen again. Of course, we're talking about Monica's disdain for mushrooms. Mushrooms are not food. Let's not go into it today. Suzanne uh, writes in, she <laughs> says, I wonder if you can get candles that smell like mushrooms. I don't think Mon would be kissing one Who of Who wrote those. that? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, okay, okay, we need to get, there's some, there's some Faith FM lore going on this morning, some backstory. So Monica shared with us a hilarious, embarrassing story last week about how she walked into a shop and accidentally kissed a candle. Yeah. And then just walked out. I was trying to look at something else at the same time, sniff a candle, and I I, I lost visual, like, I, I lost spatial awareness of moving the candle towards my face and accidentally bumped it against my lips and I just was so embarrassed, I put it down and I walked straight back out and the ladies behind the counter were just gaping at this weirdo who just walked into their shop, kissed a candle and walked straight back out. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Suzanne has played on your embarrassing misfortune and has said, again, I don't think Mon would be kissing mushroom-flavoured candles. <laughs> they better not be making mushroom-flavoured candles. That's so funny. Oh, oh, Raphael texts in, gambling capital of the world, that is sad. We are only about 25 million in population, which is the same or less than many major cities in the world. 62% addicted. That is huge. In talking about voting, it doesn't matter who you vote for, you're voting for the papacy. They own both parties and no one becomes prime minister or president without the approval through secret societies who are controlled by the Jesuit. And... Raphael, I can totally see where you're coming from. There are so many strings being pulled behind the scenes in politics in which we cannot see. But just commentating on the fact that, you know, we've got an election coming up here in New South Wales and it seems as though one party is trying to take steps in putting in gambling reform and helping people to not lose all their money and be preyed upon by gambling. They could go the extra step of just saying they're going to outright ban gambling, but I don't think they're allowed to do that because gambling is... Legal, they would need to, you know. I mean, put, they can make it a bill. unillegal. Yeah, like illegal. Yeah. A lot of countries where it's a, it is illegal, like South Korea, for example. Mm. In South Korea, it's, it's illegal for Koreans to gamble, whether or not they're in their own country. So oh, if they come wow. to Australia, they're not allowed. If they go, if they go back home and they get for, uh, found to have been gambling overseas, they get put in jail. Mm. Funnily enough, if you're a foreigner and you go to South Korea, you can go to any number of their casinos that they have built for tourists so that the government can make money off the tourists. (laughs) Well, there you go. Shout out South Koreans living their best lives, but unfortunately the government not. Wisconsin has a lot of gambling, Mm -hmm. mostly Indian casinos. That's right. Yeah, we were talking about this before. It supports the Indians and the Potawatomi and stuff like that. And it's just so crooked, it ain't funny. And what happens in Wisconsin is sounds kind of silly, but they have like buses called merry-go-round buses and stuff like that. That the first of each month they pick up the senior citizens, mm. give them thirty-five dollars a piece, and take them to a casino. Mm. That's just taking advantage of them. Yes, it is. And then many of those people, I have worked for many of those people, and they're in their second and third mortgages on their houses. Oh, no. Because they're hooked on gambling and wow. they, they don't even, you know, it's a, it's very bad 
Yeah, I just don't, I don't awful. believe the Lord will overlook that kind of um, conniving from these big businesses mm. where they take advantage of people like that. Got a text message just come in. Bingo is gambling that Catholics like to play. That's true. Fair well, enough. There, there, well, there you go. Well. Um, we've got another text message here. Good to hear that Monica is back. Is Blake okay? <laughs> yes, Blake is okay. He's not in a ditch. He's not dead. <laughs> He's just, he's just in Finland. He's just still in Finland. That's yeah. right. Hanging out there. Oh, he's flying right now. He's he's doing something. Oh, is he coming back here? He's starting his trip back. So okay. Oh, three-day trip. I think he's accounting. He's, oh, he's got over. some layovers, and then he might be doing some sneaky accounting for jet lag as well. Uh-huh. You know, just mm-hmm. wanting to have a bit of a sleep in. It's the way to do it. Yeah, I, to do it. I, get, I get where you're from. Uh, Ron's story was a blessing. God is good. Amen. 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 We've got Danny here who texted in the correct answer. Bruce and Liz as well texting in the correct answer. Got a, another text message. Come on. Oh, this was actually about his incorrect answer. But I'm I'm not going to read it because he explains why his answer should be correct. And does he have Wayne, a Wayne will Wayne will talk about it at the end of the show. But I'm sorry, we, we're not going to accept what your answer. I'm sorry. Uh, finally, here I, I, I like the creativity though. He's really got out of his I'm way so to ex- intrigued to now. explain. We're going to explain. I'm going to give it okay, to you at the okay, end of the show. Okay. He's gone very much out of explained. <laughs> out of his way to explain why his obviously wrong answer is actually right. <laughs> Look, I love someone who, like, you know, can uh, substantiate their claims. So That's awesome. <laughs> Shout out, Wayne. And finally, from Braden here, haha, I missed that story last week, and I'm... And this is from Braden. And I'm with you there, Mon. As much as I love mushrooms, I won't be getting any mushroom-scented candy. Hey, look, what a great segue to remind people that we have a podcast where you can listen to archived shows on our website, which is faithfm.com.au. So jump on there. If you've missed any shows, like The Time I Kissed a Candle or any of the other Bible <laughs> studies that you want to check out, jump on our website and check them out. They're all there for you in our archives. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And we've got, okay, we're going to do one more text message that's just come through from Sky. And of course, every time you're here, we get onto this tech, we get onto this topic. This guy says, morning, did Monica know that mushrooms are apparently 50% like people? That's a, a reason not to eat them. Okay, fair That's enough. Okay, cannibalism. Uh, you're listening to Positively Different News and Radio this morning. Did and we, but did you notice that they're creating a little gang? Now there's Brayden and Sky, and now we have Suze, there's, Suzanne. There's lots of people messaging about who the love mushrooms. mushrooms or, who are but they don't to come and like pester me on we've, the show. We've already done a poll. We've already do, we've been the down this road. The poll is rigged. It's the wrong. The poll was correct. We it's found it's being that done by are, the papacy. It's wrong. Okay, I'm going to ask this question and in about I'm looking at the timer in less than 30 seconds we're going to move on from this topic okay because we've talked about mushrooms we're going to move on right now but I just want to ask no, Ron, no. Ron are okay. you are you for or against mushrooms How think do you carefully feel? because I will tell blue stories if you don't no 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 she won't don't let her don't let her bribe you don't um, don't let her pressure I, I you. love cooked mushrooms but I don't like yams Okay, so, so one time Grandpa go. was visiting his friends. <laughs> oh, come on. So, so, he left his shampoo in the car. <laughs> some things you like, some things you don't. That's all. Anyway, so about the Grandpa and the shampoo story. We, you, know, you know this was going to happen. We've been like, ever since Lawson You're listening to positively rock. different radio this morning. Grandpa accidentally grabbed the wrong shampoo bottle and dyed his hair blue. <laughs> 
Time for me to leave. And, and now it's not blue. Shout out uh, soap. But there are some great photos circulating the internet. They're not, they're not circulating the internet. They're in someone's person. I'm, Grandpa, I'm trying to protect you, okay? I'm, as soon as I'm I get to... my mitts on those pictures, they'll be everywhere. And that's why you'll never, ever get them. Uh, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And uh, as we segue into our Bible study this morning, which is called... Planning for success. I was hoping to have a segue from the text messages into that, but it seems that I don't. So, Just do a, do a total key change. Well, we've been talking about managing for the master. That's been our 20 million, move, uh, 20 million movement Bible study right throughout this quarter so far. We've been talking about how it is that God has called us to manage our finances, our time, our everything that we have. We are called to be, as we've been learning and understanding, managers of the master. And in that name, inherently, we see that why are we called to be managers? Because the things that we are given are not our own. God has blessed us immensely with so much, and he's called us to be stewards. So it's like, what are we supposed to do with them? That's what we've been considering. That's what we've been talking about. Uh, Last week, we were talking about charity. We were talking about supporting those who are helpless and in need. This week, we're talking about planning for success. Amen. Planning for success. So see, well, when the Bible, as many of us have been considering, like we obviously need things to be able to live. That's why we go to work. That's why we, we work jobs. We, you know, we're sitting here, Monica, we're both single and don't have family to support, but we're sitting across from Ron, who has come from a life of supporting families to the third and fourth generation. He's a patriarch. Amazing. Amazingly. <laughs> um, and we're considering, well, how is it that we are to manage what God has given us to give us, to enable us to have the success to be able to support those who we love, to live the lives that we ought to live. Of course, I want to give some underlying foundations here. As we've been talking about gambling as well, like the love of money is the root of all evil. This isn't talking about, oh, how can you be the best A1 businessman next Elon Musk? You know, we're not some Twitter financial advice forum. No, we're going to look at what does the Bible say Mm. In regards to giving us what it is that we need to be able to live out the lives that God has called us to live. Amen. That's what we want. And that's very much related to what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do get into the bigger topic for today, I want you to read for us, Monica, if you've got the Bible there. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, as this is the memory text for this week's 20 million movement lesson. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 23 and 24. And how great is it that we can have Grandpa joining us for our uh, Bible study as well, not just our interview. Thanks for We have a really around, intergenerational perspective. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of Gen... I'm like almost Gen Z. We've got Monica the Millennial. I'm not a Millennial. I'm a Xenial. I'm a cusper. Okay, what? Yeah, I'm definitely not a Millennial. That so, doesn't make sense at all. It's a, a micro-generation <laughs> Anyway, Colossians 3.28, you said? Yes. 3.23, and 24. Okay. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm. Amen. I love this verse because it lays before us a pretty simple equation. You know, it's God who says, well, it's the Bible that says when you read in Romans chapter 3, for example, it says the wages of sin is death. That is to say, if you work in sin, you get paid in death. 
And that's a that's that's the reality of life, and that is what Jesus has come and died for us to save us from. But here I see a pretty a pretty straightforward equa- equation. It says, whenever you're working, who are you supposed to be working for? The Lord. The Lord. And then if you're working for the Lord, who's going to pay you? The Lord. The Lord. So it's it's as simple as that. It's hey, if whatever I'm doing, and whether it's you're working in full time ministry. You know, for myself, I'm working in radio. I'm studying my degree to go into full-time ministry and to become a pastor. Whether you're working in, you know, a lumber mill, whether you're working as a mechanic, and whatever you're doing, if you're working for the Lord, He will pay. He will give you an inheritance. And I think this really helps us to be able to put into focus you know, the question is like, oh, but, you know, this is this is my job. How do I know if it's going for or against God? It's The, the question is, well, am I doing this for the Lord? And if you are doing it for the Lord, and if you can consider, you can think about, oh, you know, this is, this is something that I'm doing for the Lord because it lives up to his standards and his goal and his vision for my life, then he is the one who will pay you and he'll support you to be able to do it. Amen. I think that's important because sometimes people think about, oh, I'm a Christian, but maybe the morality of my job isn't quite there maybe say you and i'm just i'm just throwing this out there i don't know you as a listener i don't know where your work where you work or what industry we've been talking about the evils of gambling this morning maybe you work for the gambling industry and if you are someone who works for the gambling industry and is also seeking to serve the lord that's something that i would honestly say i'm like those two things don't they don't match Mm -hmm. they don't line up now, all you have to do is to consider, well, is this work that I'm doing for the gambling industry, is it for the Lord? Mm. You ask that question, you pray, you consider, you come to a conclusion. And because the next question that people come with is like, oh, but maybe I'm working in an industry that isn't necessarily line up with my beliefs and morals and values, but what else am I going to do? If you work for the Lord, the Lord's going to pay. Isn't that comforting? Amen. It's so true. It is. Yeah. And you you can't outgive God. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen to that. How could you ever outgive God? Ron, I'd love to ask what what industries have you worked in through the years? What what have you been doing? Well, I've mostly been a carpenter my most my whole life. Oh, wow. Walking started, in the footsteps <clears throat> of Jesus. Started off in a cabinet shop in Indianapolis and that's why I was telling you I worked 74 hours a week. Wow. Something like 36 days in a row sometimes, <laughs> things like that. But it really taught me to work. I mm. had a wonderful boss. Uh, he kind of had it. He kind of beat me over the head an awful lot because <laughs> he, he wanted me to do it right. And so it was hard work, and I grew to appreciate him greatly because he he, he taught me a lot. Mm. And uh, but I've mostly been a carpenter, a builder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've built several homes and things like that for people. A lot of remodeling, awful lot of remodeling. My and then I have probably put. I know I put over seven hundred roofs on houses. Wow! And but that's fifty-two years of doing that. Mm. So that was probably my biggest thing I ever done. Mm. Once your name got out there that you shingle a house or something, it got out there. <laughs> you know, somebody one neighbor would say, "Hey, call Ron. He'll he'll do a roof. He'll put a roof on for you." Well, then the next neighbor, next neighbor. So so there was. And then like, you've done the whole street. <laughs> yep. Next thing you know, you you've yeah. just about got the whole street, and you, I was booked up for two or three years many times. Wow. Just for roofing. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, and also from that, it seems as though, as you were saying before, it's 
it seems as though people don't really help each other, but through that work, you are creating community amongst people and supporting your neighbors. And that that's, I can see that as so much the outcome of what we're talking about now. If you're working for the Lord, right. he will pay, he will enable good things to happen and he'll enable communities to come together and lives yeah. to change. Yeah, work is right. a blessing from God. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have another, our final, final clue for the quiz today. Yep, so we're playing for the uh, Revive Cafe Cookbook set. Uh, and the last clue goes like this. What am I? God fed the Israelites with this bread from heaven, so to speak, for 40 years. God fed the Israelites with this bread from heaven for 40 years. Mm. 0491064669. Give me another clue. It was not mushrooms because God would never feed humans with mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an intended food. Thank you, Monica. You're, You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Yeah. 0491064669 is the number to call or text. Now, we've been talking about managing for the master. We've been talking about now, okay, what's the path to success? And we've outlined an initial principle here. That initial principle is if you work for God, God pays. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly what we want to do. Because as, as, as you were saying, Ron, you can't outgive God. The wages that he can supply, you know, they are in, in incredible surplus. Mm. He has the cattle of a thousand hilltops. He has the wages and riches in his hands. And he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. Now, take what I'm saying very thoughtfully. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, we're not preaching the prosperity gospel here. We're saying he wants to give us what we need so that we can be used by him. Amen. Amen. Now, that being said, you know, we're talking about the practicalities of life as well. You know, we are in need of being pragmatic, of looking at our lives and, and saying, okay, what is it that, that I need for these times? And it's God who wants to bless us with that as well. We're going to read a verse. Ron, can you get for us Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1? Yes, it says, remember now. Thy creator in evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Mm. Remember now your creator in your youth. And it says here we should do so because does it seem that things get easier or more difficult as we get older? That's a, that's a good question for grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, more difficult. Now, we're saying here, hey, you know, we have been called to work for God. Mm-hmm. And when we work for God, God pays. And I think it's just the practical reality of life that we are more equipped to work in general the younger we are. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that we're better at working when we're younger than when we're older, but we just have more energy. And, you know, many people can attest to this and maybe many people listening who have had careers can say, you know, you weren't at the stage or level in your practice or whatever it may be when you were in your 20s versus, say, when you're in your 30s or 40s. My my dad can attest to that. My dad's just turned 60. He's working as a manager in construction. He's working as a project manager. And what he was doing in his 20s versus now, he's far more equipped, but then he comes home every day, and even though he's working in the office and sometimes getting out into the yard, 
he's just smashed. He's just <laughs> like, this is this is terrible. Like, uh, he's 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 making good money, but simultaneously, he can't wait to retire. He can't <laughs> wait to retire. Yeah. Now, as a young person myself, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm a uh, what's the word? Sprightly. Sprightly. Twenty four years old. I'm looking forward to the a future. Pop. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to the future <laughs> blessings of potentially marriage and children and and doing all of those kinds of things. But something that isn't very necessary to have when looking forward to those things is the ability to feed my family. Uh-huh. And uh, Ron, you can probably attest that that is something that is needed when you're married and have kids. It's definitely true. <laughs> and so for <clears throat> me, it's like, oh, I could spend all my time right now just hanging out and doing whatever I want, being a hooligan or a Yahoo or whatever. Or I can, again, because we're working for God, remember my creator in the days of my youth and use this time to grow on my ability to work for him. Because then that will enable me to be the best future dad, future husband, future whatever it may be. The reality is, is when there is a principle here, when we are younger from a young age, we have the ability to work more and we have the opportunity to submit ourselves to him. But the key, the, one of the key things in this verse is though, while the evil days come not. Mm. So there's evil coming upon us. Mm. Any way you look at it, you through life, it's only going to get probably worse. So, so mm. a lot of evil is going to happen. Mm. So if we know Christ before then, He'll take care of us. I love the point that you made when you were telling your story, Ron. You said every day is a day closer, yes. ultimately. And it's it's just the truth. And if every day is a day closer to Jesus coming, then every day is a day in which evil is increasing. That's right. Uh, because we know that before Jesus comes, the evil on the world will be unlike any that has existed beforehand. And we've seen some pretty evil stuff. Uh, we've seen... Pretty evil things come before us and go before us, but we are looking forward to a time in which there's evil, there is darkness, there is difficulty. And so it's right now when we have the ability and the opportunity to put in the work for God. And I think we could say that, again, in a financial sense, in a career sense, but also in the work that God has allotted us as his disciples too. We have time that is easier now and more difficult as we get closer and closer, but our commission still is to, is to preach the gospel and that the whole world should know. Amen. Uh, let's get on to our next Bible verse. Monica, you've got that for us. We've got Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 to 22. Chain, turning a little bit of a corner here in our Bible study. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshipping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. I love this. I, I really, really love this passage. Jacob, he makes a commitment to God. Uh, interestingly, he commitment his commitment to God begins with, God, give me a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, support me. But and, and we can tell, like, the reason he's putting that first is because he is in dire and desperate need to, to be supported. But then he says, God, if you support me in my endeavors, I'm going to give everything to you. I just want to share, Freckrow's just messaged a really great text. Thanks, Freckrow. It's Proverbs 28, verse 20. A faithful man shall, shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Mm. That's really on point. Well, it's interesting. We're talking about, you know, 
working for God and, mm. and putting him first. And it's, it's often when we're hasting to be rich. You know, we were just talking about the terrible situation in Wisconsin with the casinos and how people are hasting to be rich mm. by taking advantage of elderly people. And is that not something that you would answer for in the judgment? Yeah, they shall not be innocent for sure. Absolutely not. And so we can see here again, and I think that's why I love this principle here. It says, get in while you're young, make those commitments in the time in which you can make those commitments to God, because he will then be working with you little by little to increase your ability, and then proportionately in the ability of whatever you're doing, and you read in Ecclesiastes as well, as whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Amen. In that area, God will enable you to become better and better and then be rewarded as a result. But he wants to give us what we need in in that sense because I just don't believe I can see... I don't. I just don't believe there's anyone that exists that can handle more than that, mm. more than little by little. Now, there are people who... Uh, faithful followers of God who are immensely rich, but that is in proportion, I believe, wholeheartedly to their faith. Because I look at myself, I'm like, could I be in their position? Could I not put my riches and my wealth first if I was in their position? And the answer is probably not, and I've never really had that experience of being in their position. But I think, wow, God has actually given me the opportunity to grow little by little, you know, to increase in whether it's wealth or knowledge or whatever it is, little by little, and as a result, I can grow closer to him little by little, which is exactly as we're taking it each day of a time, at a time, walking closer and closer to heaven. That's exactly the experience that we should, we should strive for, as the song says, just a closer walk with thee. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. This morning, and we're going to do a couple things. We're going to give you guys some answers right here. All the answers that you can possibly need, but specifically also the answer to the quiz for today. And uh, we're going to look at some text messages and we're going to hear an amazing story as well. So, answer. The answer is manna. What am I? Manna. Manna, uh, though it was hidden, Jesus says he'll give manna to those who overcome. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant had a gold jar of manna. Prior to attacking Jericho, the Israelites ceased from eating manna. Uh, it was described in the Bible as being white like coriander seed and tasting like wafers made with honey. And God fed the Israelites with this bread from heaven, manna, for 40 years. Okay, so we were intrigued because Wayne texted in an answer that was incorrect. And then he texted a justification. Now, Wayne, I am, I love the enthusiasm. And we'll just see what he has to say. He says, because he answered, his answer was the word of God. And we're Ooh. like, oh, the answer's manna. But he says... Come on, the word of God covers the answer. Bread is the word of God. Manna is close enough, isn't it? It's trusting in the Lord to feed them. And he did get that off the first clue alone, though. So he did a pretty good job coming up with that answer from yeah. one clue. Yeah, he did. And, and, but, but. And technically, from one clue alone, it would be correct. But with all the other clues in the picture, that's it's, right. It's manner. And that's why you need to be careful. That's <laughs> why, you know, we're. And, and, uh, but I, I love this barter system that's taking place between Wayne and myself. He's like, come on, isn't it close <laughs> enough? The answer is no. Sorry, Wayne. But great job nonetheless. Uh, that was the answer to the quiz. I got another uh, text message here. It says the, the 20 million movement study we've been doing said to to work for something you enjoy and pays well. I admit I enjoy my job mostly, but the pay is low uh, because I work in aged care. We're currently fighting still 
for a pay rise. And uh, Sky, thank you for sending in that text message and sharing with us. And, and what I see there, again, it comes back to the equation that we saw before. Simply, if you work for God, he will pay. And I totally understand how you feel in terms of, wow, I feel like I'm doing a great work, yet I'm not receiving what I think I'm due for it. Uh, yeah, welcome to working in an industry that helps people. That, that, that's, that is aged care, that is nursing, that is ministry and all of it. Uh, that, that's the, the, the reality of life. But Actually, Grandpa has a great story about tithing that might tie into this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it might. Um, I have a brother in Indiana. His name is Roger, and he's like six years younger than me. And uh, when I'd go down to Indiana, he'd right off the bat, he'd come out with his Bible and said, come on, i got to ask you a question. He really got into wanting to study the Bible and, mm. and learn it. And, I, you know, I'd take my hat off to him. He, he really did want to know what it said. Mm. But this particular time I went down to Indiana, he... Pretty much, I'm driving 10 hours straight, and as soon as I got there, he wanted to talk about tithing, actually. And he said he didn't understand it, and he wanted his church to understand it, and so forth and so on. Mm. So we sat and talked about it, and we opened the book of Malachi and stuff, and I told him that, you know, God requires for us to pay tithe, and it is 10% of our income, and... uh, he, he thought, okay, and he says he has been fel- felt guilty about this for a long time because mm. he read it and got the same, out- same outlook that I had in it, and then he thought, you know what, I should start paying tithe. Mm. Well, here's the thing. He talked to his wife about it, and he said her name was Janie, and he said, Janie, uh, we've got to start paying tithe. Mm. And she said, well, we can't do that. We're saving our money for Chris to go to college and stuff, and we're doing all right, but we can't be paying tithe. And he said, you know, you know what, we, we're going to have to. And a week went by, two weeks went by, and he couldn't stand it any longer, and he went back to her again. And he says, listen, we're going to have to pay tithe. Mm. It's on my heart. In fact, it's been on my heart for over a year. Mm. She says, okay, we can start paying tithe. Mm. He said, well, I have to start paying it for back for a year ago. Oh, bless. Wow. And she's like, didn't appreciate that. She said, we can't do that. That's, that's take almost all of our savings. And he said, I'm sorry, we just got to. Mm. So he prayed about it and prayed about it. And he paid one big check. He paid to the church for tithe. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, he was foreman where he worked, and he got called into the office. And on the way there, he's thinking, man, don't tell me, because now I'm starting to pay tithe, and I think Satan's... Satan's going to bombard me with something. I hope I'm not getting a pink slip today. Oof. So he goes into his office, and his boss looks at him, and he says, Roger, I am so glad we have you as foreman. Uh, your line is doing better than any of the other lines. He says, uh, we want to give you something. So he slid an envelope over to him, and he opened it, and there was a check. And that check was the exact same amount he had paid no for tithe. No way. Wow. True story. No. Wow. Amen. He and said the hair on the back of his neck rose up, and he just couldn't wait to get out of the room to call his wife and tell her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
<laughs> and this and this is the thing, like you know, when you pay tithe, God promises in the Bible that He will bless us. Mm. So if you are struggling to make ends meet, maybe prioritize paying tithe, even if mm. you do work in a service industry. I know things can be tough, like Lawson was just saying. Um, but yeah, pay tithe, and you just watch how God will bless you. Mm. And again, blessing us to I, I love it because. The, his wife made the point, like, this money is for Chris's college. Like, this is our savings. This is what we need. Well, he didn't get, like, $200 million dropped in his bank from, from paying a year's worth of his tithe. No, he was given what he needed from God. And that's exactly the mindset that God wants us to be in. Amen. I want to give you what you need so that you can be used by me. Right. And that's exactly what he was given. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. It is a beautiful sunny day outside. It is 8.55 a.m. And we're finishing up. We are wrapping up for the day. We are coming to an end, but we are leaving you guys with amazing Faith FM programming after this. But what we always do when we come to the end of the show is give you something absolutely for free. And I have this incredible book here, Monica, what is this book called? It's called I Am Steward for Kids, Little Hands, Big Hearts, a stewardship program for children aged 5 to 10 years full of stories, activities, and heart commitments. Now, we've been talking about managing for the master, and we've been actually talking about the great need that you have to start managing from the, for the master when you're young. Amen. And so we are giving you the opportunity to be able to train your kids into be, in being able to do that as well. This book, I Am Steward, we gave away a couple last week. We're going to give away some this week. But we actually, our offer for this book is that between now and 9 a.m., you can claim as many as you like. What? So anyone can call up and get in and get this book. 0491-064-669. Do you want your kids to live lives following God and giving everything to him in terms of, you know, letting him manage their lives. That's exactly what I want. And so this is a book that I probably need, but not for a couple years yet. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And remember, you can also call or text that number if you're interested in doing Bible studies. Give us a call, give us a text, get in contact with us, and we can get you in contact with someone who can teach you more about the Bible. But guys... Have a fantastic today, and as you work through your day today, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By His counsel's guide uphold you, with His sheep securely fold you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.